Trap Game Thursday is here, and there are plenty of teams that are desperate for a win. Can the state of Virginia finally figure it out? Can Louisville hang on by a thread to Coach Satterfield? More things like that. And will NC State and Florida State bounce back from terrible, kind of bad losses? It's all a good conversation to have with Alex Dono from Locked On Canes on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thanks so much for joining me today. Joined by Alex Zano of Locked on Canes podcast. Each and every day, you can check him out and think and look into all things Miami Hurricanes. He does a great show over there. He has all the subscribers in the world because they love to listen to him, but also because he brings quality content. So make sure you guys check that out. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Upside is a great opportunity for you to download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. It's Trap Game Thursday. I'm excited about it, if you can tell by my tone, because there are a lot of great games here for the ACC and there's a lot of great opportunities that we get to talk about on today's show. Alex, how are we feeling? I'm doing well. Uh, before we talk about any of these trap games, I've got to say I owe an apology to Duke <laughs> Blue Devils football fans. And yes, they do exist, football fans from Duke, and they saved the receipts. They heard me talking trash about their team a few weeks ago. They keep winning. I keep eating crow. I'm firmly on that Elko bandwagon now. Please forgive me, Duke fans. I'm, I'm here. I'm here, and I'm here for you. Uh, listen, they are a small but mighty bunch. You would be surprised. Follow a couple guys on Twitter who are very much all about Duke football. So happy they're getting a good season after some long, long years of terrible losses. But they're, they're finding their rhythm. Elko era is certainly off to a great start. But there are other people who are off to a less than stellar start here. Louisville and Virginia, the first trap game we want to talk about because both are really desperate for a win so it's almost like who wants it more I don't know it's hard to gauge does Satterfield actually want his job is he quiet quitting does Virginia want to finally figure things out we know Tony Elliott is sort of calling out his players like it's a lot of storylines you could talk about for this matchup here it's like a giant lobster trap, but it's like it, it it's a double trap and it's like man I uh for for as much as I underestimated Duke heading into this season. I, I think I overestimated Louisville because I, I yeah. still think that they've got better talent than what they're showing on the field. And, yeah. you know, it's a team that's recruited pretty well. So it's like, you know, and I wonder the same thing about Miami, but it's like they're struggling so much. Is that going to hurt their class of 2023? Um, I guess I'm less surprised with the way Virginia started. And I think Tony mm-hmm. Elliott's eventually going to get it turned around because I think he's a really, really good coach. But um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Louisville favored on the road by about a field goal. And I think that's about right, because like at some point, the same way you have certain teams maybe playing better than they should, they're going to regress to the mean. I think Louisville is going to progress to the mean. And, you know, I, I think that 
their talent is just going to be the difference here. I, I think both teams are down really bad. I think Virginia is probably down a little bit worse. So, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like Malik Cunningham is going to have some kind of magic and is going to have a big game on the ground and make some plays and probably be the difference in this one. A hundred percent. And he did go down during the Louisville Boston College matchup. Have not heard whether oh, yeah. or not he's good to is go. He, for- if, oh, if he if he's not okay, then maybe I switch my. I'm assuming. The odds makers think he's going to play since yeah. Louisville is favored by three. So I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. A hundred percent. Guys, check out that Locked on Louisville podcast. Maybe Dal- maybe Dalton has the answer for us so we can go ahead and run that back. But I agree. I think that Louisville has the upper hand. However, Virginia has shown flashes. Even in that Syracuse game, you're like, okay, you're right there. You can almost beat a good team, even with this matchup against Duke. I think they just showed Duke is just having a really good season, and a lot of people were doubting Duke. But Virginia is a talented team with Britton Armstrong at the helm. It's just, I, for whatever reason, it's not jealous. Like, you don't have a six foot five receiver for nothing. Like, the same way Florida State's able to use Johnny Wilson, like, you can use Javion Thompson. Like, you got, y'all got to figure this out some way. We all need to have a team meeting, go in the back, you know, figure out how to just keep moving forward. Take Tony Elliott, you need to take a trip up to the woods, have them running in the rain, remember the Titan style, and let's just, like, get things back going. Like, let's just get the flow in the era and, and however we can do it another trap game here to talk about we were speaking of the whole state of virginia virginia tech is struggling mightily mm. but they are facing off against a coastal rival in pittsburgh who just came off a loss so they're either going to be super pissed off or they're going to keep this down downward spiral rolling what do you see out of this matchup especially being a potential trap for both teams yeah, I, I was positively shocked to see Pittsburgh go down to Georgia Tech. Maybe we shouldn't have been because we kind of, Candace, we kind of called it on the yeah. show last week. We just weren't actually willing to give Georgia Tech enough credit that they would win the game outright. Because, yeah. you know, I mentioned it like you make a coaching change. So it was before the game last week when Jeff Collins was fired. And that usually lights a fire under players and because they're usually embarrassed by it. Cause like whenever you fire a coach, the players are saying like, okay, we probably also could have done more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there was a huge response. Uh, so I, I was shocked to see Pitt lose that game. And a big part of that was turnovers. Of course, the three turno- turnovers were costly. They couldn't take care of the football. Pittsburgh is the better team here. Um, Virginia tech. And I certainly give credit to North Carolina, um, and, you know, they can score on anybody. But just the fact that Virginia Tech's offense uh, struggled so much against UNC's defense that had looked so bad prior to that game. So you have to ask yourself, like, OK, did UNC's defense just figure it out and everything clicked or is Grant Wells and Virginia Tech's offense just that bad? And I lean more to the latter. Like they look diabolically bad, that Virginia Tech <laughs> offense. And so uh, I just think that. Pittsburgh is going to figure it out. They've obviously yeah. got to take care of the football this time around. Um, you know, they're huge favorites in this game, you know, 14 yeah. and a half points. So if, yeah. if it's a trap game for anybody, it's obviously a trap game for Pitt, and they get the benefit of playing this on their home field. So I just think this isn't Virginia Tech's year. I, I think it's going to be a rough go around for them in the Coastal. Both teams need this win pretty pretty desperately after the way that their games transpired last week. But I, I just think Pittsburgh is the side here to take. Absolutely. Let's go to the after later afternoon games. Duke and Georgia Tech. Duke off to a great start. They picked up their first ACC win against Virginia. But, you know, you got to keep the train rolling. Now you got to go down to Atlanta and you're feeling good about yourself saying, all right, we are this big macho team. 
Kansas was a slip up because Kansas is just having this incredible year. We are going to keep the train rolling and we are going to be atop of the coast. So when it's all said and done, can we know as much as we joke, everyone, maybe, well, maybe me, everyone did not see this coming because I never would have said Duke is going to be winning the coastal going to Charlotte <laughs> at the end of this bad boy. It was like Miami, maybe North Carolina pit, you know, Miami and pit, we're going to battle. North Carolina could have squeaked in there, but Duke definitely not. I think they were voted the last part, last team in the Coastal. And yet here we are talking about them potentially having a trap game against Georgia Tech. Like, yeah, crazier things have happened, but here we are. Uh, yeah, Duke's going to win this game. Um, I just, again, like for, for the emotional lift and a little bit of luck that they got last week, I just don't see Georgia Tech sustaining that. Like Duke is far and away the better football team to this point. I don't think it matters if they're playing in Atlanta or Durham or in Timbuktu. Uh, I think uh, I think Duke is going to win this game, and and they're going to get off to this crazy start, right? I mean, I, I never would have thought at this point, even right now, Duke would be four and one. I think they're about to be five and one and two and zero oh in the ACC this weekend. So uh, I'm going all in on the Blue Devils, as as everyone knows. The Duke fans, again, if you're watching, I used to dog you. Now I love you. I'm here. Yeah, Mr. Duke Dono over here. He is he is all on the Duke train. We love to see it come aboard. It's been a very, very lonely ride over here. But it, I'm telling you, if you want to put in a bet with uh, Drizzy Drake or you want to put in a bet with Kenton, like, go ahead and put the money. Because I told them at the beginning of the season, Duke could find six wins. They did not believe me, Alex. And now here we yeah. are. They're, they're two wins away. And I think they can figure it out. After yeah, they're going to have six wins by mid-October, this team. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even sure who they play next week. But they're, they're definitely going to be one win away from that. Uh, this week, play North Carolina, which will be very interesting because if you look at Carolina's defense mm. versus you know a really good Carolina, a Carolina offense, I think is going to be a great matchup for that Duke defense. But on the flip side of things, Riley Leonard is not having a slouch year either. So can Duke oh, UNC's offense yeah. figure things out? That'll be remain to be seen. But of course, it's something to get excited about. Hopefully, Duke's not looking ahead to North Carolina, getting a little too excited. They can take care of business here in week six. All right, guys, from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us where it all hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app using promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why it has a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app or use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED. All right, we're rocking and rolling here with Alex Dono of Locked on Canes podcast. Make sure you guys check him out. He is top quality when it comes to talking about Miami football, basketball, and everything in between. We are talking about trap game Thursday and games that may get us caught up. We are going to save the best for last being North Carolina and Miami. I want to talk about Clemson and Boston College. It is the Red Bandana game. Clemson is on a roll. I'm over here saying, God, NC State, you had the opportunity to like just cut, cut the king at the knees. Didn't get it done, and now I just don't see anyone getting in Clemson's way, except maybe Syracuse because they've done it before. But like <laughs> as it stands, I'm not, I'm not seeing it right now. I'm definitely not seeing it in Boston College. 
Yeah, again, Boston College, a huge win last week for them and an emotional win, but they're not going to sustain it against Clemson. I do feel like, and I'm glad you reminded me that it's red bandana night because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's worth a couple of points for Boston College. Like when I look at this as a better, and, you know, Clemson rightfully favored in this game, but favored by 20 and a half points. Like, I almost feel like maybe maybe BC is going to cover and, yes. like, keep it, you know, within three scores because it's always a tough out on red bandana game. But Clemson is just a well-oiled machine. Um, yeah. and, and it's it's really – it's the sign of a good team, Kansas, Candace, when they show you some some issues early on. And then they correct it. It's a sign of a well-coached team. Dabo Sweeney's doing a great job. And there were definitely some question marks coming in, you know, with the defense having lost Brent Venables. Uh, But, you know, because I go back to Clemson's opening game against Georgia Tech. They won it comfortably, but it was just a sloppy performance. Sloppy game on both sides. And I remember coming out of that thinking, like, okay, obviously Clemson has the talent to blow teams like Georgia Tech off the field. But, you know, are, are they really organized? Are they really a top five type of team? They've gotten better and they've grown, grown stronger through uh, through the season. I thought it was just a really solid, mature win against NC State last week. And you know, yeah. I, I love the way DJ Wiyungalele has uh, has been playing. And, and that was somebody that a lot of us doubted, you know, to start the year. So uh, I, I think this is the type of game where I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. I think maybe, you know, Clemson might jump up to a big lead. They may give up a few points in this game, but yeah, I see Clemson probably scoring in the forties and maybe Boston college creeping towards 20, but I think it's going to be a pretty comfortable win for Clemson at the end of the day. I don't think they're going to fall into the trap here because I think they're too good to do that. Yeah, I agree. I think though that this season, if anything else, all teams across the country have looked human. Like nobody's looked like, okay, with this without a doubt is your number one favorite and there's no flaws there and even with Clemson it kind of gives you a sigh of relief when you look at the Alabama is almost losing to Texas and you know you have the Texases and the Arkansas and all the people yeah, Georgia like, almost in. lost yeah losing to, almost losing to Mizzou like it can happen to anybody the flaws are there but I think that's what makes you know the adversity conversations and what people are trying to adjust and as you spoke to Clemson certainly doing that the biggest trap game we think is going to go down this weekend would be Army and Wake Forest and not for reasons that you typically think but because Wake Forest is looking great however there's always that one game that gets you caught up it was almost them last year when defense was optional in that 70 to 56 win against Army and they'll face off at 730 going into this Saturday's matchup. You know, this, honestly, this is the game that I'm here to talk about. People probably think, oh, the Locked On Canes guy wants to talk about Miami. Oh, yeah, I am chomping at the bit. Like, I'm going to go out of my way to watch Army at number 15, Wake Forest, 7.30. It's an ESPN 3 game, I think. So you got to dig, like, into the bowels of the internet to find this thing. I am going to find it. So just a reminder for those who may have forgotten, because initially when I looked at this game and I saw, huh, Wake Forest is only favored by 17 points. And then I do a little digging and I remembered these teams played in a, just a thriller last year, 70 to 56 Wake beat army last year and army uh, in that game. And obviously with the style of offense, they run, it's very much centered on the run. And there's going to be like 20 different players who get carries this week because that's how army does it. 
They put up over 400 rushing yards against Wake Forest last year. 416 rushing yards. And now the thing is, Army, they're not as good this year as they were last year. They're off to, I think, uh, either a, I think a one and three start. The only team they've beaten is a basketball school. They beat Villanova at football. I, I could probably put a team together and do that. But uh, they do average over 300 rushing yards uh, per game so far this season. So, you know, I, I think that. You can look at this as a trap game because even though Wake won the game by two touchdowns last year, it was not the victory that they were expecting because it was just no defense on either side. And obviously giving up 56 points, Wake put up 70 last year. Sam Hartman threw for 450 yards. And, you know, Army, they're weak in the defensive secondary, weaker than they were last year. So I think this could be another... 400 plus yard game for Sam Hartman like for those who play like daily fantasy and you know if you play the higher lower games on underdog fantasy which I highly recommend you're going to want to look at all the hires for Sam Hartman in this game because I think you can exploit that at the same time uh, I do think Wake can be exploited a little bit with a ground game and Army does that well so uh, honestly Candace if if I'm looking uh, you know I'm expecting Wake Forest to win this game but if I'm looking at like a, an opportunity, I know Drizzy Drake is going to expand on this uh, on on the Friday episode. But I'm looking at an over under of 66 and a half points. These teams combined for 126 points last year. I can pretty confidently take that. Even if it doesn't hit, I can still go to bed thinking it was worth taking over 66 and a half. So I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I just think Sam Hartman and Wake Forest are too good. And Army's yeah. doesn't look as good as they did last year. So Wake is probably going to win this game by three or four touchdowns. But there's going to be a lot of points scored. Absolutely. And I think Wake's scary game or the one that they got caught up a little bit with Liberty this season. So they've already had that yeah. one where it was like catch, clutch pearls. Whew, we know this is not the kind of team we want to be. And how they responded and beat Florida State was certainly a great you know showing, especially because it was in Tallahassee. So I'm feeling like confident that as a top 15 team, they will take care of business. And especially that defense, I know that they want to get their lick back and have a great day. So I'm hoping they don't allow Army to put up more than 40. But even if they do, that's still a conversation. Like, guys, well, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing? But yeah, we hold, hold them under 400 rushing yards this year, and you, you probably win comfortably. 100%. Everybody gets ice cream if you do that. Last last game before we get into, of course, the Carolina-Miami conversation, Florida State and NC State both coming off tough losses, but looking to bounce back in Raleigh. All the things, all the signs point to an 8 o'clock ACC Network game that it's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a good one. Both teams who have confidence know that their teams are excellent and want to show that this is. if there was ever a time to have an amazing Atlantic Division matchup, this is it. I don't think there's a trap here. I just think it's like a put up or shut up for both teams. Yeah. And I think maybe one of the surprising things so far is that statistically, and I think I test as well, uh, Jordan Travis has been a little bit better than Devin Leary has been so far this year. That, that was a little bit surprising, right? Because, you know, I, I, and I, I still think Leary can end up really having an excellent season this year, but Jordan Travis and Florida state have been surprising with that said, um, I, I am giving the edge to NC State. You know, they are they are the ranked team, so I guess you could say that it's a trap game for them. But I don't know. I think I feel like anytime anyone in the Atlantic Division plays Florida State, especially a Florida State team that you know, I know they lost to Wake Forest last week, they're they're looking a lot better than expected. I don't think NC State is going to fall into that trap. Uh, I, I think defense is going to be the big difference here for them. But uh, and this is just this is a tough stretch of the season. Like I. 
I, I felt like for Florida State, like if they were going to compete, you know, to win the Atlantic division, I really thought they had to win that game last week against Wake Forest, tough as it was, mm-hmm. because they've now got a stretch where, you know, they lost to a good Wake Forest team last week. They're yep. playing a really good NC State team on the road, and then they got Clemson next week. So this is no you know, scrubs. The, yeah, the, 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 the Atlantic Division. It's uh, you know, it makes the coastal look a little bit embarrassing by comparison. <laughs> but this is this is a tough run of games. I think Florida State can keep it close, but yeah, I think NC State's going to win. They're probably going to cover the three point at home. I, I I see NC State probably winning by six or seven points. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be by a touchdown. I think it's going to be thrilling, but I'm hoping that this is Devin Leary's coming out party because I think yeah. he's been waiting for that opportunity to show why he was preseason ACC player of the year. I still haven't seen that game. I don't think we've seen that performance from him yet. So hoping that he outperforms Jordan Travis because I would hate to have to give kudos to Jordan Travis because my Florida State fans would be in my mentions till the sun comes up. So I'm just I'm praying. This, Devin Leary, I'm giving you all the juju right now to have a great game. I just not want to hear. I you know how many guys send me highlight reels of Jordan Travis? Like, you mean he's not a great quarterback? I'm like, yeah. I, all <laughs> For the NFL caliber, yeah. I don't think he's there. You know, but you know what? You would act like I talked about his mama and his granny. So, you know, anyway, there's that. Favorite game of this week I want to talk about, though, is Miami and North Carolina. Miami, North Carolina has had Miami's number for the past couple of years here. But this is a different North Carolina team. This is a Miami team that's still trying to figure things out. And if there was ever a time to have a great game, this would be the one for Miami. And especially when you can consider what the Coastal looks right now in the division and the rankings. UNC is trying to pull away and get up there with Duke, while Miami is trying to claw their way toward away from the bottom. For you, and I know you've had this great crossover episode with Isaac Shea, so make sure you guys check out that Locked on Tario's Locked on Canes crossover. But for you, how confident are you in the Canes to bounce back after that rough go against Middle Tennessee State? They had the bye week. They're good to go. They're all healthier because you're never fully healthy. But you're healthier, and now you're ready to go for another week. I wouldn't use the word confident. I, I'm <laughs> approaching this with a completely open mind, like a completely okay. open mind that Miami okay. may come out just looking fantastic or, okay. you know, maybe the issues on this team are just going to take longer to fix. Like my mind is open to anything. Now, there, the writing is on the wall for Miami to to have a good performance, you know, considering – they're on they they're coming off a of bye week, you know, whereas North Carolina just played a conference game last weekend against Virginia Tech. So the Hurricanes are the well-rested team. They okay. get to host this game. North Carolina tr- gets to travel, Miami doesn't. Miami did get some decent news on the health front today cuz we had been monitoring the top two running backs were both banged up, Henry Parrish and Jalen Knighton. Coach Cristobal okay. announced today that they're both ready to play. They've had no restrictions in practice the last couple of days. If the Canes had to play without both of them, that would be massive, right? Luckily, they're healthy. Um, Tyreek Stevenson, Miami's top cover corner, he's healthy. He got banged up in the last game, but he's good to play. Uh, Daryl Porter, another important corner for Miami, is healthy enough to play. So, uh, And obviously, this is, this is really do or die, because if Miami can't perform well, coming off a bye against a team whose defense has not been good because it's really Miami's offense that's been you know pretty problematic throughout the season. If they can't yeah. perform in this game, then you get the feeling it's going to be a really long ACC schedule for them. I can't wait to see how Tyler Van Dyke responds. Uh, he's got yeah. the support of his coaching staff. He's got the support of his teammates. They announced uh, Tyler will be starting in this game. 
You know, he uh, Miami suffered a close loss to North Carolina last year in a very high scoring game. I think 45 to 42 was the final and, and Van Dyke played well in that game. So hopefully he can find his confidence and, and find some open receivers because that didn't really happen so much yeah. last week. But I, I think uh, probably the most important maybe individual matchup here. I'll give you the most important individual matchup, the most important Please. team matchup. Um, we know North Carolina can score points for fun. Yeah. Drake May Drake May is having a ridiculous year. Like he's he's putting himself in that Heisman conversation a little bit. And yeah. Carolina has got a ton of receivers who can do some damage and you know Josh Downs is the one that I'm really looking at closely. So I think, you know, Miami's top corner, Tyreek Stevenson could be the most important player on the field for Miami because you're not going to shut down that Carolina offense, but you've got to contain them, you've got to limit them, you've got to hold them down, you know, as, li- as few big plays as possible, right? So I, I just think that the work that Tyreek Stevenson is going to have to do, you know, with some one-on-one work covering some very good receivers, I think that's going to be incredibly important. He might be Miami's most important player in this game. And then as far as team matchups go, you know, we know what Miami, that what they want their identity to be on offense. Uh, obviously, Tyler Van Dyke, very important, but the Hurricanes are always going to try to set up the pass with the run, that they're always going to try yeah. to establish. It's just Mario Cristobal's DNA. It's his M.O., um, so I just think Miami's offensive line, they looked really good the first three games. They never got off the bus for the middle Tennessee game. They just decided to take an extra bye week, I guess, right? They, they need to start getting physical again. They need to start pushing people around. Yeah. I think we're still unsure if, uh, if starting left tackle Zion Nelson is going to play, he's, he's dealt with some on and off injuries throughout the year. Uh, it'll be really important if he can go because he's obviously crucial in pass protection. Uh, I think Miami's best run blocker is Jalen Rivers. He's going to be really important in this game. And it's great news that you're going to have, you know, three healthy scholarship running backs in this one. So between Henry Parrish, who's been Miami's best all around back, Jalen Knighton, who's not really hit his stride yet, but he's the best like big play threat. He's a home run threat, had a lot of big plays last year. And then Thad Franklin, who's you know, big bodied, short yardage, 240 pound bowling ball. They're all going to need to be on point, right? Because yeah. if if we want Tyler Van Dyke to bounce back from his struggles, um, you're going to need to establish a running game to keep the pressure off of him and keep him comfortable. So I, I think really Miami's offensive line, it starts with them. And then the defensive secondary, just don't get cooked. Like don't get cooked <laughs> often, right? Because, yeah. you know, you're going to have to score more points than North Carolina to win. It's probably going to have to be a shootout to win this game. So you're going to have yeah. to, you're going to have to limit them to like maybe under 50 points, right? If you, <laughs> you want to have any chance of winning this football game. Yeah, I think for me, won't even hold you because you said, said it all really well. I know the Carolina's defense has played a one good game. Hey, do it again. You know, four good quarters. Yeah. Why not Why not try it again? I want Amari on Hampton to channel his inner Javante Williams. Shout out to the homie Javante. I hope he get recover well from that ACL tear. But I, wanna, I want him to channel Javante, truck everybody coming, and go for like 500 yards yourself individually. Like, I want you to find out, like, whoever whoever that needs to be. Like, I want Hampton to channel his inner Javante Williams. We can have a great game. But as it stands, it's going to be a make or break, I think, for Miami because as, as I'm looking at these standings, Duke, UNC, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, I'll have one – one uh, conference win and everyone else is vying for their first one. So it's never a better time than right now for Miami to figure things out. So great matchup ahead. It's, it's really going to be do or die for them. And I'm excited to see a great week six. And more importantly, I really am excited to hear more about the Canes. So Alex, where can people find you and follow all your work? 
Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, make sure uh, you subscribe to Locked on Canes. That's where you find us on all the audio platforms and at Locked on Canes on YouTube. You can also follow our Twitter. You can follow my personal at Alex Dono, or you can follow uh, the show account at Locked on Canes. And, you know, people love free follows. If you follow us, we will follow you back. Even Florida State fans, we follow back a few of those. I don't know why they follow us. I guess they're just looking like, you know, I, I want to want see to what Miami's up to. Exactly, exactly. They want to know exactly. what y'all are talking about, whether you're talking about them and be excited about it because, you know, sooner, sooner than later, Miami, Florida State's coming up. And that'll be a trap game for sure. It'll probably be a trap game for Florida State, but who knows? There's plenty of time yeah. to have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, so our next episode, like you mentioned, it's going to be the crossover uh, with Isaac Shade. And then I'm also going to drop like a really quick special because it's funny, Candace, the most common question I've gotten, and this is coming from Miami fans because a lot of us, they're just so down on their team. When people see that Miami's favored against North Carolina, Canes fans keep asking me, why? So I'm going to do <laughs> I'm going to do a special. I'm going to interview uh, Lee Sterling, who is, he does Locked on Bets. Uh, Lee Sterling, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, he's a professional handicapper. Like I'm going to ask, explain to us like we're five, why Miami is favored in this game. So he's going to break it down for us. Love that guys. Make sure you check out all of those great episodes and come back tomorrow. Freestyle Friday with Jersey Drake in the building. He is going to break down the best bets of the weekend. Speaking of betting, we're going to win y'all some money, of course, for the weekend and get you right. So for Candace Cooper and Alex Dono until next time.